You're listening to the Lux Life Discovered Podcast, where we talk with people who are living a lifestyle that reflects their passion, because we believe everyone should be living their best life, their Lux Life. The show is hosted by Rick Steiner with Steiner Event Group, a premier national event planning company, and co-hosted by Shannon Richmond, the vice president of the Panama City Beach Chamber of Commerce. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the subscribe button and the bell to get notifications of future episodes. The show is produced by 30A Media and is broadcast on your favorite podcast outlets, as well as YouTube, Roku TV, Amazon Fire TVs, and other major brand smart TVs. Hello, I'm Rick Steiner with Steiner Event Group. Welcome to Lux Life Discovered. My co-host is Shannon Richmond with the Panama City Beach Chamber of Commerce. So, Shannon, you ready for another great podcast? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The right. men are going to love this one. That's true. Well, I'm, and the ladies. And the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, our guest today is Todd Anthony Tyler. And, you know, I was trying to think of the, the perfect way to introduce, to, to introduce you. And, um, you know, you were a model, you were a photographer, you were the, one of the judges that helped start Asia's Next Top Model, and you do a blog. I mean, there's so many things, so it's kind of hard to, like, pinpoint one area so we're just going to cover all of those areas so todd welcome well glad to to have you here today (laughs) all right thank you thank you very much uh try my best not to speak over you no you're fine there might be a slight time difference being here in france right now well okay tell people where you are right now but just make everybody here in the states jealous yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so basically i'm in the south of france right now uh spending the month here uh combination of uh, business and pleasure uh for sure so i'm in toulouse at the moment wow well we're glad you're taking the time to to be here on the podcast we appreciate it absolutely it's my pleasure so tell me about when you began modeling how long ago has that been and how did you actually get into the the um the modeling world because you know with social media Everybody's a model now, but you were a true That's model. That's because of the uh, filters. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> but So kind of give us a background in that and see and what are your thoughts on the social media models now? The situation now. Yeah, yeah um, definitely it was a different time when I was a model. You needed to be more so scouted, uh, more difficult to get into agencies. I'm not saying there are good or bad things here. I'm just saying how, sure. how it was. Uh, and there's also certain height requirements and yeah. certainly there was uh, different types of looks. I would have fallen more in a conventional model look. In my time as a model, there has started to be a range of looks for models, of course. Uh, but that's a whole other conversation. But um, I had the brief version is that uh, I majored in biology and anthropology my final years of studies, I went to Kenya and I was studying in Kenya for a few months. Uh, when I came back, I just had the super travel bug and I took up an opportunity to go to Milan to be a model. And that's what started about a 10 year modeling career, which is wow. powered almost fully by me wanting to continue to travel and see the world. But certainly it was an interesting way to make a living as well. Well, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So what, what was, what, would you say the most exciting thing during that time period was? Was it the travel? Oh, uh, or? Well, for me personally, the, the driver again was the travel. I ended up being, well, this overlaps a bit with the photography career now, but living in about 33 different countries. And when wow. I say living, it means uh, at least two, three months of time, some were more or less. Yeah. Like in Bangkok, I went in and out of Bangkok for a while, for about five years. 
Paris for a year, New York for several years in and out, LA, that kind of thing. But uh, definitely the travel gave me that great opportunity to see so many things. And uh, then from there, just, yeah, experiences and shooting TV commercial at the Taj Mahal and driving nice cars for TV commercials and <laughs> the, the initial thrill of seeing yourself in a magazine because uh, I'm just a little guy from Canada, sort of in your mind idea. Right. So that's, uh, that's where it's definitely some of the highlights is being, being a model. And, and that time, I guess, there was not so much social media. It was maybe new on the social media scene. So there was a different idea, I suppose, about being a model as well. well what, was, what was your favorite uh, model shoot? What was the, the most favorite one that you've done? Wow. Um, With 33 countries, that's going to be tough. Well, Taj Mahal. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> super blessed to do quite a few photo shoots, catalogs, magazines. Uh, I think I did about 16 TV commercials in the end. Uh, I... I'm going to go right off the top is that one photo shoot I did where I got to play sort of a James Bond character okay. and it was like, they really wanted me to get into it. So I was like literally running around and rolling over cars and, and pretending <laughs> to be as James Bond as possible in a suit. And that was a lot of fun. For oh, sure. man. Yeah. I guess another one that was really great was when I did a TV commercial, we went to Paris and it was a period piece. So we had the the uh, horse and, ch and buggy, so the buggy part up on a trailer, and we were driving around Paris as they filmed us, pretending that we were in another time in Paris, of course. But the the looks people were giving you in traffic with this buggy going around Paris was pretty funny and fun time too. Sorry, it's, I don't know if you can hear me, but unfortunately, this seems to have clicked out of sound. Oh, there we go. Back. Back. <laughs> Take that out because I don't, it may be come across the wrong way. Right. Well, so, um, uh, I, I don't mind any questions. Don't worry about that. Well, I mean, no, it was okay. The internet. With, with social media. How do you think that's been a, an advantage or disadvantage to um, like modeling as opposed to when yeah. you were doing it? I would say it definitely absolutely changed the game. Uh, I mean, my time, we didn't select models so much based on how many followers they had right. or interactions they had. Uh, I think a lot of people in acting modeling scene who were there before social media would say uh, they like, I know a lot of, friends who are models that basically refuse to get involved with social media. Uh, I don't think that's the way to go necessarily, but it's changed a lot on the fact that uh, perhaps you're basing on a lot of different criteria. Anyway, let's put it that way. Uh, criteria that may even be perhaps manipulated, but that's a whole other story. So I just think, and, and like you, you mentioned filters, uh, like what, what, you see and what's happening maybe not and i guess fantasy is part of the social media drive so yeah, I, again, not, not trying to make make negatives out of it main point much different uh and selecting 
personalities and people based on social interaction more so than perhaps how they work in front of the camera or uh, how they uh, photograph or, or film or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, it, it does definitely takes in a whole new direction and, you know, and even the financial piece of it for some of the social media models or influencers. I mean, it's amazing how that has come into play as well. So, so you absolutely. Went from, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, I didn't even know myself if I want to skip way ahead to when I st did the top model stint uh, and that the uh, production got me a PR at the time and everything. And they're saying, okay, do you have Instagram? I said, no. Why do I need Instagram? And they said, oh, you need Instagram. And they're like, <laughs> so it's like, okay, that's where we started off this whole life. You need Instagram for, and then even a long period of time there, I was sort of like, okay, fun to put up pictures for followers uh, from the show and whatnot to, to view. And, and it's fun to interact with them. Uh, but I still didn't see it as now where I've more so got involved also as an influencer uh, and my, my work and my job evolving because of that genre of work that's sure, developed because yeah. that's a huge following i mean there are some influencers that you know that's and you do it you do it right you are mainly focused on work and and you and there's some that i mean their whole life is just out there and i don't know if i could ever be like that or not i don't think i'd ever want everything from the time i wake up to the time i go to sleep and everything in between just like available you know? Yeah, I, I again always hesitate to say right or wrongs for sure, but I like the way that I or prefer the way that I do it anyway. As in, uh, share and interact and show th um, things that I'm interested in. Uh, but yeah, not crying on on my Instagram and get, getting views because of drama or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's there's enough of that out there as it is. So yeah. So tell me about your your time with Asia's Next Top Model. How did that? How did you get that gig, and and what was that experience like? Yeah, so uh, they ended up running the. Sh that's a and that's a really long story. Which one day I truly want to write a little book about just that whole experience. I can just start off with that. There's so much to say there, but uh, the snapshot of how it evolved was that uh, that was a period of time maybe five, six years into my career professionally as a photographer, uh, but definitely from that whole scene of doing photography with fashion and advertising and being an ex-model, my name came up as being the kind of a great option for the Nigel Barker kind of Asia role. Okay. Uh, so they approached me on it. And at first, I honestly didn't want to do it. It's I'm going to say it's almost a little bit like Instagram or social media where you think it might damage your career as a respectable photographer in a sense. Right. Uh, because it is a bit of a nighttime soap opera, the, the whole way the show is put together and produced. Uh, so for a beat, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Maybe it, it takes away from all the work I've done or hard work I've done to try to establish as a respectable photographer but then i just said hey that's an opportunity looks like fun let's go for it uh and i did end up really enjoying it uh but also discovered that doing reality tv has more 
drama and ups and downs behind the scenes and in front of the scenes, uh, and even more drama than the fashion scene. I found out from this experience. Wow! So a lot of a lot of things were learned. So. Yeah, especially about uh, how to be on screen. Uh, I had already had that experience as a model, how to how to photograph, how to do TV commercials, but the reality TV scene. You have to be a little bigger than life. Like if you think you're already going big, then you need to go like a hundred times more. Like wow. to really come off on, on the on the screen. Um, and that oh, energy. That. Yeah. yeah, because if you think you're saying, "Oh, I don't like that," you have to go, "No, I don't like that." You know, sort of like <laughs> gotta really get That'd it going. Be real dramatic. For, huh? <laughs> yeah, for reality TV. So that's something I look. If you ever see from the first episode to the last. That evolved for me, especially <laughs> on panel. Then I got it, sort of thing. And then I, I went on to do another TV show. I'm not sure if you're familiar with, but Fit for Fashion. And and there, already having that experience from Asia's Next Top Model, I was able to like continue with uh, knowing how this all works. Interesting, yeah. So how did you go from being in front of the camera to being behind the camera? What made that uh, transition? The, yeah, the I guess. Like it was actually uh, a lifelong hobby, photography. Okay. Um, in several interviews I've done before, written interviews, uh, I've spoke about it, but just to make it quick, is like literally my mother bought me this little camera when I was about five, six years old. I became fascinated with the idea that I can click a button and frame this world and scene. Uh, of course, uh, this dates me a little bit, but that was before all the digital. <laughs> so you have, you have film. Uh, and you and the processing of the film, and uh, I just fell in love with all of that. Um, I guess I could just say, probably coming from a bit of middle class family background, the idea of being a photographer wasn't really uh, pushed. <laughs> it was a hobby, <laughs> but that's not really a job. <laughs> so right. at the time, I went into the idea was to go in a medical field direction, thus the Bachelor of Science in Biology and all that. Uh, so then the modeling pushed me to travel and then the coming to a point in my life where saying, what do I really want to do? Brought me back to the photography. And initially the photography was a national geographic style of photography that I wanted to do. Uh, it lent well to the traveling and my anthropology background and all that sort of thing. So I was really, I was shooting for about two years for uh, travel, outdoor magazines, adventure, sport magazines, National Ge Geographic style magazines. Uh, but the business wise, I would just say the return is not as great as shooting advertising and fashion. Right. Plus, I combine that with what I knew. I, I'd been in the fashion business for yeah, 10 sure. years. So I'm kind of going away from what I know. And I thought, okay, let's turn this around. And I got back involved with fashion photography. So that's, that's a snap. So essentially, it was not enough drama for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With the animals, with the animals and, things, and nature. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, absolutely. No. Uh, well, fashion still, you get to do like really creative shoots when you do editorials, uh, advertisements, not so creative, but you get to, to you know play with the lights. And uh, photography definitely always, again, very keen interest. Really, honestly, it was a business decision just to can only make X amount of dollars shooting animals. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so 
Well, now that's primarily that. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. So now tell us about your blog that you have, The Perfect Chemical. Yep. So that that's a combo of always being a guy who liked to dress up nice, um, like on the verge of almost getting beat up in high school because I wore a suit <laughs> to school <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, but I, I was like, there's always been part of my character, me to, to suit up, dress up, wear some of the latest fashions. Uh, then that sort of continued, of course, having opportunity to wear a lot of different brands and styles during the modeling time. I went away from it a little bit with photography because on this uh, shooting in studios or out on locations, uh, got a little bit more into cargo pants and T-shirts for, for that kind of thing. Uh, but there was a four-year period where I worked with a suit brand shooting all their all their advertisements, and it really brought me back to the suits and I learned a lot about suits and styling and how suits are made and everything through the process. And that's what inspired me to start The Perfect Chemical and start to uh, show some of the you know styles of suits that I'm interested in. I was able to design the suits and have them made. So that was an interesting point of view for me that 90% of the suits that I wear on my blog, I actually designed them myself and, and had them made. Wow. So that was a, a passion. That was a... My little men's blog, Perfect Chemical, is a is a passion for sure. So, what do you think the biggest mistake men make in dressing or selecting suits, for example? Uh, overall, it's generally fit. Uh, you you still see it. Uh, it used to be that the men wore suits that looked like they're a, a little guy wearing their dad's suit. Yeah. It's just too big, big for them. Too baggy, too big didn't contour, didn't fit their body. Then we kind of went through this period where we were super skinny. I think that didn't work out well. I think we're starting to move into like you get a nicely fitted suit. I know there's uh, off the rack to having something tailored or made. There's there's a, a range or a different, but the main point is finding a suit that contours and fits your body well, not too baggy. Um, right. Some space to move, of course, but not overly large on you. Of course, trends in fashion will bounce around. I'm talking about a, a classic conservative, uh, right. uh, I think, nice presentation. Yeah, when I um, try on clothes, especially if it's a slim fit, there's nothing slim about this body. So it's like, you know, we're in trouble. <laughs> so, but um, but you don't want to look like you're wearing your dad's suit. Well, no, definitely not. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, sometimes it was just too too loose and baggy. That's not... That's not a great look either. See what I like and from there, of course. If he's oh, saying sorry, go gonna... ahead and dress for success, it's okay. You know how some guys are like, ah, right. But now he's saying yes. it, and he has a blog about it, so that's going to help a lot of guys with their confidence, knowing that they can dress like that. Yeah. Some might think they're still going to get beat up from being in school dressing like that. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. that's awesome that they can go there and get some inspiration and get some ideas. Well, and, and to have the boldness to wear what Absolutely. you like. Because you wear some colors that are very bright that I, I couldn't pull off. That's what I mentioned when we first started. But um, it looks good on you. And some of the, the fabrics that you use, I mean, it's very impressive. So it's, it's one of those that catches your attention. And uh, you, you pull it off very well. Thank you. Yeah, and I think you made a good point there. Uh, yeah, some things that work on me maybe don't work on other guys, but fashion should be, yes, dressing for success, absolutely, a along with a little bit of fun and exploration and personality and character sure. all, all blended and mixed together. 
And like you mentioned as well, I am more than happy to receive DMs from people asking about fashion. That's just really a joy of mine, and I'm happy to to help other guys out if I can at all. Wow. You know, there's so many guys that walk around that you're thinking, woof. But then there's also some that are really trying, yeah. but then they feel like they don't fit in. But I like how he said to add their own personality right. but, and style. You just got to, and, and I like that he's going to answer questions for people. That might help a lot of people. Plus, it's coming from someone who not Who's only is a sharp looking young man, right. man, but he also he walks he lives the walk, it. Talks and then the to talk. know he's a brain behind it all, that's, yeah. that's even better. Yeah. So. Are we going to help Rick, Rick a little bit? <laughs> We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna get some. Go ahead. We can help with the, with the fit ideas. Yeah. Yeah, right. And let's give them some color. True. Yeah. yeah. We're basically, blue and black and black. <laughs> yeah. so, so, what projects are you working on now? What can we look for in the future from you? Or what is something that you want to do that you haven't done yet? How about that? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, well, definitely COVID changed a lot of things with the, the TV work I was doing. Uh, and some things got postponed and delayed and some things may not come back around, which is unfortunate. Uh, so I'm definitely still interested in doing some TV work and some projects like that. Uh, Photography-wise, I'm still really active, more so with uh, my older clients that I've established over a long period of time, shooting their catalog work. Uh, I am a a partner in a clothing brand, a sports clothing brand. Oh. So that takes quite a bit of my time to operate my end of that and the creative and video and photography of that. I've also switched a little bit into doing PR and marketing for brands. So I have a few things going on at the same time. Wow. So um, what, is, what is your sports clothing brand? Do you want to plug that while you're on? Oh, sure. It's a, it's a brand called Omni, A-U-M-N-I-E. Uh, we, I started that with my business partner, uh, about 15 years ago now. Okay. Uh, it's, we started off a little bit in the niche of, uh, yoga style clothing. Uh, but my take, my input on that part was that we had a little bit of a fashion edge. So I think our overall is we have sports gear that's, it's you know, goes in that athleisure, uh, section. Uh, so it's sports clothing with a little bit of a fashion edge. Okay. Is it for just just men? No, actually, oh. it's primarily women. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. We so have there. a bit of a men's <laughs> a bit of a men's line, but uh, the focus has been more so on women. Uh, my suit thing is that's more so my personal. Yeah, but I, uh, yoga. Everybody wears that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So okay. So make sure we put the description below so we can. True. We'll add that yeah. when we air it. So we'll have your link there for that as well. So. Oh, be on perfect. the lookout for much. my new outfit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, just send me an email. We'll set you up. <laughs> right. Well, she'll come on the next podcast. She'll be wearing one of your outfits. Like, yeah, I'll just know. <laughs> yeah. And you'll be wearing a yellow suit. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Don't and be you afraid. Turn, turn to the side. Do you have your ponytail? Your Oh, I still have that. You still have it. Yeah. See, he can pull that off. I can, you know, if I did that, it would be a disaster. Man yeah, it's yes. always like even the online social media conversation about how long I'm going to keep that or if I'm going to cut that or if I'm going to change my hair. And so I've gone back and forth on it. Um, I don't know. My wife's going to 
likes it and it's uh, that's all that matters yeah that's if, all that matters if your wife <laughs> likes it you're going to keep it that's that's the battle yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well good so how long will you be in france so i'm going to be here for two more weeks okay uh in that period of time going to go to florence for a couple of days do a little bit of a combo shooting and uh pleasure of course there uh, and then fly back in the middle of july okay good and where do you call home that's a good question. Pre-COVID, home was in a, several different places, cities. Uh, I had kept an apartment in Shanghai for several years, sort of my Asia base. Uh, and then I had a place uh, in Europe, New York. So it used to be sort of whatever project was happening in, in Europe, about six months of the year in Asia, and then two, three months of the year between New York and LA. And about one month of the year, I'd end up back in Canada because I'm actually Canadian. Um, but since COVID, uh, I've been at a house in Canada that I bought about 15 years ago that I was never in, pretty much. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, Boy, how things so, change. Yeah, so basically Toronto right now is okay. is kind of home base. Okay, well, good. So how often are you, when will you be back in the U.S.? Do you have plans to be uh, back anytime soon? or? Yeah, actually, it's unfortunate just before uh traveling here i was supposed to go to los angeles can't really say it now because the project may or may not happen okay. but i was supposed to go to los angeles to shoot a quite a big uh sports athlete for a brand that i was kind of excited about uh but i, I guess within the next month or two definitely be back down into the u.s now that things are, are kind of operating the same way as as the pre-covid times pre-covid times i was on a plane every week Wow. COVID, COVID was a big life changing experience I mean, for a lot of people. Right, obviously, right. Um, well, but for found the way it, I live my life. Yeah. Well, that, and that's what you're used to, and that it makes it exciting. So, yeah. I know with COVID, there were so many projects that I wanted to do that I'd planned to do. And um, I'd always say, well, when I had time to do that, I'll get to it. Well, during COVID, we had more than plenty of time to get those projects done. And I didn't do some of those, so I realized that it's never going to happen. Because I had the time, I just didn't want to do them, you know. So they right. weren't that important. So made you real, made me realize what was important sometimes, what wasn't, and more where the focus should be. So yeah, right. I I could totally understand that because during COVID, I ended up having two children. Oh, definitely with some almost the same idea. You always say. Yeah, we're gonna have kids later. Yeah, we're gonna have kids at you know when it's uh, a good time. And during COVID, COVID, too. Yeah. COVID turned out to be a good time. <laughs> so you had two during COVID. Is that, yeah, wow. Right. During wow. that sort of period of time, I had two sons. Oh <laughs> wow! Nice, yeah. How nice. That is good. So see, there was a reason for everything. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and for my end, I got to you know I've been seeing them grow up now for the like sure. three years yeah. instead of always being on a plane. That is exciting. Okay, well, our time is, has gone already. It's 30 minutes. Yeah, and I appreciate you taking the time from your travels to sit down and visit with us because I've always enjoyed following you on social media, and it's nice to have this brief interaction with you and wish you the absolutely best in all that you do. All right, thank you very much. I, I really enjoyed it. I can't believe 30 minutes. I know, honestly, it's crazy. That. Yeah, it's that, that was a great talk. Thank you for the great questions, and I really appreciate it. Well, whenever yeah. you have something else coming up, we'd love to have you back on, so yeah. just let us know.
Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I will. Okay. I will for sure. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Lux Life Discovered, and we will see you on our next podcast. Check out Lux Life Discovered on Facebook and Instagram and on 30a.tv. See you next time on Lux Life Discovered.